Welcome to the Hairdresser Strong Show. We bring you this special series on hearing from salon guests. It's easy enough to think we know what our guests think, but why don't we just ask them what they think? So today we're talking with Christy Harshide. And um, Christy and I know each other because she was actually a client at the salon that I used to work at. Uh, how are you doing, Christy? Hi, hi, Robert. Good. Great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you for coming. Uh, so I think it's, um, I talk a lot. I do training. Uh, I have my backgrounds in education and recruiting. And um, uh, a, lot of, a lot of my time is spent teaching hairdressers how to uh how to perform good customer service, how to communicate well. Uh, but I don't know that I've ever actually asked one of my customers <laughs> for advice on, on things. So um, I'm very curious to know, uh, first of all, there's a big conversation in our industry about what is it, what does it mean to be high end? Uh, what do you, what does it mean to be high end salon to you? Like what, do you have a differentiating factor or, or, uh, what comes to your mind when I say high-end salon? Yeah, I think there's, you know, absolutely there's a differentiating factor. Um, to me, it just means a higher level of service. You know, okay. um, it's more, you know, sort of paying more attention to detail about the salon itself, um, about maybe like cleanliness, about, you know, just, um, you know, the, the service level of, of everyone from the shampoo, you know, people to the stylist to the colorists. Um, I also assume that it means it's a higher a higher skill level of the you know of everyone there of the professionals there, um, and also I, I assume that it's you know a lot of better products that they use more quality. Okay, okay, so definitely like I think everyone can agree on higher level skill is expect is an expectation, and um, as far as retail, I think that's a really powerful point you brought up. Uh, you know, there's this whole there's this whole. Uh, old guard of having high-end products to make your make you high-end uh and some some people try to push back against it but it really is it really does mean a lot i mean those companies put a lot of money into branding themselves as being luxurious mm -hmm. um okay so what factors determine whether or not you're going to go uh back to a salon so say you go and uh you go to a salon um more on the high-end scale. We're not talking about somewhere where would not fit that definition that you explained. Uh, what, why would you decide, why would, what, for what reasons have you not gone back to a stylist or a salon? Enlighten us. Um, I thought about this uh, when you first asked me and um, I think it's a couple of things. I mean, number one, first, like, you know, you want a great haircut, you want a great hairstyle. Um, you know, so it's, it's the finished product. Um, but it's also, you know, um, you want to feel like your hairstylist is listening to you, listening, you know, to you, like about what you were looking for. Um, and sort of, you know, that they also kind of check in on you while they're working, like, you know, are you okay? Am I burning your scalp with the hairdryer? Like, you know, um, and also just that they're, you know, you feel sort of like that they're warm and, you know, like a friendly person um, so that it's, you know, an enjoyable experience. Um, you know, I always get color and a cut and highlights and I have long hair. So I'm in that chair for a very long time. So it's nice yeah. to, you know, have a connection to the hairstylist and, you know, uh, you know, not feeling like you're uncomfortable the whole time. And what about like, uh, 
I, I sometimes I think a lot of us might wish that we could control the your entire experience, and I feel like I can turn out good hair and like make my customer uh, feel warm and welcome and whatnot. But I, it's not completely in my control because, like you said, there's the front desk, the shampoo assistants, there's details. So, what about a salon? Do you think would um, like if you've seen some? And I would love to hear hear if you have any stories. You don't have to say what salon or what hairdresser, but um, I would like to know if there's ever like something that that happened, like maybe like something at the front desk or an altercation with a shampoo assistant, or I don't know, something like that. Yeah, I have tons of stories. <laughs> All right, let's hear them. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think like, you know, sometimes and there's like maybe this conception that, you know, the receptionists at high-end salons can be kind of rude. You know, I think, uh, I don't think that's always the case. Um, you know, I think as long as they're helpful, as long as they're professional, like, you know, I don't mind it. Um, I don't think that I've ever had any like, you know, crazy scheduling situation with with any of them um I've had some situations with hair, with the shampoo people okay <laughs> um, so I you know I often get my hair colored um you know it's my hair's colored is is dark so you know a lot sometimes you know some of the dye can get on my skin and everything I also have freckles I'm you know part Scottish and so this woman was um you know, it's sort of a pet peeve that they sort of wash my face while they're, you know, washing my hair. You know, yeah. you're going into a salon in the middle of the day and you have your makeup on. You don't want your face washed, you know, because that you have to like completely redo your entire face. Um, you know, and she was doing that. She was like putting the toner all over my forehead and it just like, just really felt like she wasn't even paying attention to what she was doing. Um, and then, you know, like my, like, I just had like splotches of, you know, dye and she was like trying to scrub it off. But then like, she thought some of my freckles were the dye. And I was like, you know, that's my skin. Like, just stop scrubbing my skin. So, you know, um, <laughs> generally, <laughs> it was like, that was a nightmare of the day. And I think I complained, which I like never do, but it just was so bad because she wasn't like, even after I was telling her like, listen, you know, you're good. Like, please stop. She, she didn't listen. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. I you was, know, I'm like over here cringing, uh, because, uh, I definitely have seen that happen. And, uh, I've definitely like, when I was an assistant, I've definitely like drenched some people. <laughs> 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 like, like so bad. They had to take their clothes off and wear a robe and, and we had to put it in the dryer, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the color, stuff all over the face that, yeah, that it's, uh, uh, if, if it's like a person who's training, um, maybe, but like in general in a higher end salon, that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, okay. So what is, uh, let's see, I got here. What is one piece of advice to a salon or stylist they should, should know to keep you as a customer. Okay. I think you might've answered this question. Warm, welcoming, uh, don't wash my face. And, uh, is there, I'm one, I'm curious to know, like, uh, is there, so your biggest pet, pet peeve, I'm very curious to know, cause everyone's is going to be different. Yeah. Your, your biggest pet peeve with a, at a hair salon would be what? Is it the washing of the hair thing? 
and in getting on your face? That's a big one, like, you know, not washing my entire face. Um, and then also just, um, you know, I, like the hairdresser not listening to you. Okay. You Cause like, if, like for the, the majority of the time that I go into a salon, I'm just like, you know, I trust you, you know more about hair than I do. Like, you know, this is what I'm looking for, but I, I'm open to like what you think I need to do. Um, but sometimes, you know, you're looking for something very specific. There was a time when I went in and I was having, um, later that day I was doing photos with my daughter, my daughters, and we had a photographer coming and I really just wanted like, my hair was really long at that point. I really just wanted like beachy waves, you know, because my daughters, you know, had long, you know, kind of wavy hair. And I just thought that it would be a cohesive theme. And, um, the hairdresser wanted to chop like four inches off my hair because, you know, cause my, my ends were, were not good and, um, and wanted to really give me a polished look. And, you know, I, that's what they went ahead and did. And I was like, you know, listen, like, I know my hair like needs a good cut, but I just, this is just the style that I want today. Right. Right. Um, and then he, he was arguing with me about it. And then he even said like across the aisle to another hairstylist, like, you know, look, you know, doesn't she need like, you know, four inches cut off her hair. And then he was like, yes, of course. And he was like, see, you know, so it was like, so not only was he like not listening to me, you know, even after I told him that there was a photo shoot, but then he was like, you know, kind of publicly shaming me for my, my dead end. you know, and you know, I'm look actually looking at the pictures of the photo shoot right now across <laughs> the room, and they, you know, my hair looks great. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, you know, it, it's good hair. It wasn't, you know, what I was looking for, and it wasn't a pleasant experience. Um, yeah. But it wasn't the type of thing where I never went back again. You know, it was not, or was it was not. It was not. No, because wow. I mean, ultimately, my my hair looks good, but you know, the preferences for the person to, I had been going there for years. Okay. Um, okay. So it, you know, it wasn't a deal breaker. Um, gotcha. The deal breaker that I will tell you about quickly is uh, I was going to see this woman um, and it was, you know, it was, a, it was a good salon. It was a good price range. And she, you know, she was, she was great. We, you know, we're very friendly with each other. Um, but one day she just, I think wasn't paying attention and she gave me bangs and I didn't ask for bangs. <laughs> and bangs are like, you know, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a big change. Yeah. So I never went back. And it, you know, it wasn't because, you know, she made a mistake and, you know, cut my hair, you know, the layer like way too short. It was more that she didn't even say anything about it. She didn't say like, oh, I cut that a little short. I went a little too far with that. Oh, wow. You know, she, so it was just sort of like, you know, just kind of not even mentioning it. And, you know, clearly I hadn't asked for, you know, her bangs. So. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty good. You know, it sounds like the hairdresser has, it sounds like there's a large portion that is in the hairdresser's control when I'm talking to you. I, sometimes I feel I like so. you do think so. I do. I think so. Because, you know, you can have a rude receptionist. You can have, you know, a shampoo person who washes your whole face. (laughs) But at the end of the day, it's really about like, you know, trusting the hairdresser to do, you know, to, you know, try to do what you're asking and, you know, and trusting them to make it, make it look good and to have your hair, you know, be healthy. 
you know, and if that person is professional and, you know, listens to you, checks in with you and, and is, you know, is a, is a good hairstylist, then. Well, that's, uh, I'm very happy to hear that because I don't really feel that way. Um, uh, when I'm in the salon, I feel like so many things, uh, everything's got to like go a certain way. And, uh, so I'm happy to, it makes me feel a little good about that. And I, I'm sure everybody else listening, um, uh, let's see. Okay. Last question. Wrap up. This is on, this is also something on, our, um, on every hairdresser's mind and we all think we know the answer. Uh, how, if you were going, if you wanted to look, find a new stylist, say today, say your hairdresser right now, they, they moved out of the country. You were left with no hairdresser. And not saying, and you, and you don't want to go back to any of your other hairdressers. You want a new hairdresser. What, how would you find a person? I would ask all my friends. Okay. Um, if anyone has, you know, like a stellar recommendation, like raves about the person. Um, and then I would research those people online and see like what salon they're at. Does that salon look like it's like a place that, you know, would make me excited or, you know, I really like, you know, different sort of salon concepts. Um, yeah, I would do my own research on them and then, you know, oh, make my mind. Tell me about that research. Where would it start? Would it start with Googling or would you go straight to the website or what? Yeah, I would, I would just, yeah, I would go to the website first and, and kind of check it out. There's, you know, I'm not a big Yelp person. Um, okay. You know, I might look on Yelp quickly, you know, if there isn't any, you know, disastrous situations. Um, okay. If they, you know, as long as they didn't have like a two- two stars or something like that okay. um, but yeah I mean I would assume like most high-end hair salons you know have good talent is what I would assume um so if a friend recommends them I look at the website it looks like you know a cool place to me okay and how important is uh being able to see the different stylists on the website is that something that you look for or not really it's it more is, about yeah. okay. for me it is yeah okay and um, if they have a link to their Instagram, would you click on that to see their to see further, or you wouldn't go that far? I would actually, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, I think uh, that's pretty good to know. So you're definitely going to your friends first. And uh, have, would you ever have you ever looked for a salon just off on your own by googling, uh, or no? It's always through word of mouth. I think recommendation. maybe years ago when I was um, when I was you know, wedding planning, looking for it, you know, a hairstylist around the time of my wedding. Okay. It's probably looking. Yeah. And then just uh, out of curiosity, what would you type into the search box? Um, no idea. I, I, I guess I would put like, you know, maybe best hairstylist DC. Okay. All right, cool. Well, everybody, you heard it here directly from the source. You have more control over your retention. The likelihood of a person coming back to you is increased based on your ability to listen and perform. Pay attention to detail and, and just be like warm and welcoming and make them feel good. And then also word of mouth still seems to be the strongest way to build your book. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christy. Uh, this was great. Thanks, Robert. Nice to see you. Yeah, so good to see you. Okay. All right, bye-bye. Take care. Bye, take care.